my mindset is probably the biggest challenge because mm. I believe that as an entrepreneur, right, your business could not outgrow you. So therefore, the more I grow, the more my business grows. Welcome to Fascinating Entrepreneurs. How do people end up becoming an entrepreneur? How do they scale and grow their businesses? How do they plan for profit? Are they in it for life or are they building to exit? These and a myriad of other topics will be discussed to pull back the veil on the wizardry of successful and fascinating entrepreneurs. Hey, can you do me a favor? While you're listening to this podcast, can you open a web browser and type in officialnatashamiller.com? Yes, this is my brand new website that I built for you. Entrepreneurs that want to scale and grow their businesses. It's packed full of information, articles, blog posts, podcasts, and also you can download the free Profit Finder Guide that helps you find more profit in your current business. You can get on the wait list for my digital course and be the first to know when my book, Relentless, is up for presale. Vladimir Gendelman is the founder and CEO of Company Folders, an online presentation folder boutique with rankings on America's fastest growing private companies for three consecutive years. We talk about how he keeps his employees engaged, what his biggest challenge is today, and what's next for his company. Now let's get right into it. So that is the most interesting thing because in Soviet Union, there is no such thing as entrepreneurship and all of that. Government owns everything and, and you got to follow all these rules, whether they make sense or not. But for whatever reason, I was not born like that. I was born to break every rule there is. And because of that, I always had problems in school and problems with parents and on and on and on. And the actual thought of owning my own business, believe it or not, I had since I was a kid to the point where I don't remember a conscious thought of that other than I always negotiated that I'm going to wash my dad's car for money and take the garbage out for money and whatever else. But when we were living Soviet Union, which was in 1989, grandparents were staying behind. And as we were getting on the bus, that I remember clear as day. My grandfather asked me, so what are you going to do in America? And out of nowhere, I said, I'm going to own a hotel. Now, I have never had an idea to own a hotel. I don't want to own one right now, but it's that I wanted to own something. I love it. Think big. You were thinking big way back then. I have no idea why I said that, though. (laughs) (laughs) And how old were you at that time? I was 15. Okay. So flash forward to today, you've printed over 15 million folders. Quality and design are important to you. What's next in either your entrepreneurial endeavor or for the company? I see you have so many different things that you're printing now, not just folders. So I guess the important thing to talk about is why I'm doing what I'm doing and where this whole idea came from, right? Because then it will kind of answer the natural progression into what it could go into. And basically what happened was I started a computer repair company which was a kind of a side hustle, you know, just to make weekend money. And we're talking about five, maybe $10,000 a year at best. But soon after, a client of mine asked me if I can help him get a company folder. And I said, of course. It's 2003. 
internet is a full swing, how hard could that be? So I started researching the subject and turns out there really is nothing super interesting in a presentation folder space. So that actually reminded me of Soviet Union. Because in Soviet Union, believe it or not, everywhere you go, you see the same thing, right? Because government owns everything. So there really is no variety of things. There is no selection. There are no options. You have maybe five different wallpapers. And two of them are so ugly that nobody would ever buy them. So now you're down to three. So when you go to people's houses, guess what? Everybody has the same wallpaper and the same plates and the same furniture and the same clothing, and the same everything. So you can't really stand out. You can't really express yourself, right? So now I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, we're in the country where you go to the store and you see 73 different cheeses and another 117 different sausages. And when it comes to presentation folders, company folders, there is nothing of options. So I figured it's my mission. So I started the company and where we differ from everybody else is that we offer the options and selection of different customizations that nobody else does. We have the largest amount of those, right? So this was back in 2003. So fast forward 18 years now. Yes, 18 years now. We're still doing the same thing. We have the largest selection of die cuts. We have the largest selection of print methods. We have the largest selection of coatings, largest selection of the shapes, the forms, the business card slits, and so on and so forth. So we were always positioned as a product company, right? And then we sell to everybody. So over time, customers are asking about binders because binder is kind of like a folder, but instead of pockets, you're mostly using the ring mechanism. So we started doing binders and the same thing is we have all sorts of binders that you can imagine. Paper binder, vinyl, poly, turn the edge and on and on and on. So... Now, the next step is the envelopes, which we now carry as well. Going forward, we are actually started doing all the promotional products within the past couple of years. So that is ramping up quite nicely. And to answer your question directly, what's next for the company? It's really development of more products while staying true to offering options. Do you consider yourself having a folder company or is it a, more of a printing or more of a design company? Yeah, that's a great question. You know how sometimes our mind is set a certain way and no matter what happens, it just kind of, that's the way it always was. So in my mind, we're a folder company, but if you take a sober look, you will quickly realize that we are just a printing company. Yeah. You're not a folder company to me. If I look at your website, even though it says company folders. Correct. Correct. But in my mind, because that's how I started with just folders, yeah. it's a folder company. But no, in reality, we're a printing company and, and we offer the wide range of a marketing material packaging, right? Folders, binders, envelopes, things like that. We offer boxes. But then, of course, we do other stuff like brochures and postcards and business cards and, in and of business, course, all the promotional. Do you, do you do all the printing in-house? You basically own a printing company? So, yes, we do most of the stuff here in Michigan. We do have some partners that we work with on promotional products because there is only so much you can do under one roof. But yeah. Yes, right. Unless you keep acquiring other people's businesses, which is a way to scale and grow. Well, promotional products are not there yet. Yes. So, so do that. 
I see that you've been published in like every business magazine, newspaper, et cetera, et cetera. How are you getting published in the national media? I think it kind of started, got published here. I think originally it was literally just write an article and submit. I also do the Haro, the help reporter thing. And sometimes through responding to those queries, they have an interest to interview me for longer articles. So that's how I got a lot of those. But then, of course, you get published somewhere and then other people reach out and be like, hey, I saw the article in Inc. or Forbes about you with Oakland Press, which would be a local newspaper here. We would like to interview you for whatever, something else, right? So a lot of it happened that way. Some of it was direct pitch, as I mentioned. And yeah. Are you pitching yourself or do you use a publicist? So we do everything in-house. So we do have somebody in-house who did that on my behalf. Well, I take it back. When I first started doing that, we actually hired a PR person. Tons of money. (laughs) Uh, Did not get much of the result whatsoever. And then I started doing it myself, like internally. And for a fraction of that cost, we got times and times the results. It's a mystery to me how publicity firms are still getting five to $12,000 a month and not being able to guarantee anything. Yeah, I was paying six and that was a long time ago. Yeah, that's a lot of money for no guarantee. Moving back to your company, how many employees today, full-time employees do you have? So we are, I think, 16. Yes. Okay. How do you keep them engaged and motivated in their jobs? (laughs) I'm extremely lucky and very fortunate. And I'm very grateful for that. I actually have amazing people. Like everybody here is really an expert at what they do. From what I can tell, we don't have anybody who's just coming here to punch the clock. Like everybody's really engaged. So we're a small company, right? And everybody has stuff to do and everybody's busy. So everybody's always going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. So there really is no downtime to get bored. Outside of that, we do celebrate every birthday. So we do the lunch and then the choice of dessert for the person, because I think that getting together over a meal is really one of the best ways to connect with people. For that reason, when we have somebody new start, we always buy lunch for them together as a group and we all eat together so that we can talk about the weekend and Tell us about your story and tell them about us. It's just a quick way to connect and kind of get to know each other better. We actually do the same thing when somebody's leaving. We give them lunch once again so we can all get together and wish them farewell, goodbye. So we do parties periodically. We've done bowling. We've done axe throwing. We've done cooking classes. and on Wait, and wait, back it up. Axe throwing. That has become a thing. What is up with that? I've never done it. Was it cathartic? Was it amazing? Were you scared that you were going to get your head chopped off? Oh, not at all. So first of all, you should do it because according to the guy who trained us, he said that women do way better than men do because men try to show how masculine they are and they do and they throw with a really hard force where women just throw it. And when you just throw it, right? It lands better, (laughs) but it's actually fun. It's way easier than you think, than at least I thought. Mm -hmm. And so you're in this cage. So X doesn't have anywhere to go. And the target itself is wooden target with a lot of water on it. So it's a softer wood and it goes in easily. 
So they make it easy for you and safe. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So in the business today, what is your growth strategy for the next year? I mean, we're at the end of this year, you're planning for growth or you're planning for next year. What are you looking at doing for scaling and growing your company? So every single year in business, each year in business was always higher than the year before. And we're talking about anything from 10% growth all the way to three times growth in a year, depending on the year. Of course, last year was different. Last year was the first time we actually lost revenue because of COVID. And this year, it's definitely, well, let's take a step back. So the COVID starts in March, right? So I think sometime in the middle of March, maybe March 17 or 23, we already know about COVID. And that's when we learned that we cannot work from office. Everybody goes home. So then April comes and April, our revenue, you ready for this? Is 76% down. 76%. I'm pulling my hair out, right? That's why I have no hair. We went from multi-million dollar to zero. Oh, wow. But keep going. So anyways, <laughs> we lost all that. And I don't know what's coming next month, right? Because, I mean, if, if that's the trajectory, then it's not even zero. It's like me paying somebody just to be here. So long story short, the one thing I did not want to do, I did not want to do anything short term. Right. Because a lot of people in my industry, they got into masks and some other PPE stuff. Mm -hmm. And while I didn't mind doing that with a custom imprint, we did those. I did not want to spend too much time on it because it's short lived. And in the beginning of COVID, what happened was like nobody had it and everybody needed it. But I also realized that once it comes in, the demand is going to be filled very quickly. And then as my prediction turned out to be right. A lot of people got stuck with all this supply that they either couldn't do anything with or they had to sell it for less than what they paid for it because, well, by the time the container got here from China, by the time it went through the customs, by the time all of that happened, nobody needed the product anymore, right? And by the way, the Vladimir, I'm in events and entertainment. I was actually selling masks and nitrile gloves to my corporate clients for a short time. We were doing whatever we could. So. Well, yes, in our case, all of our business comes from the website. So we don't necessarily have those people to call and have those conversations with. So it was a little different in our case. But so I figured I don't want to necessarily do that. So where we were, back to the website, and that's how the people come, right? Our traffic to the website went down drastically. So the conversion of the people to quotes, to samples, to orders became way more important. So we started doing changes on the website that could provide higher conversion. And those turned out to be amazing changes because the more traffic we get, the way more sales we get now. But another thing we instituted was, once again, for the higher conversion, we, in certain places, we started advertising for people to schedule a design consultation. And that would be with me personally first. So people would schedule time and day through Calendly when they would like to speak with me. And the dedicated time was 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And what happened through that is I could take my time and I could talk to people, right? And we got good amount of orders that way. So then we stepped it up a notch. And now we're also offering consultations for promotional products. So now you have an event coming up. You have trade show to go to, so on and so forth. You schedule a consultation. We talk. You basically tell me 
what you're trying to achieve, what your budget is, how many pieces you're looking for, and you do nothing else. I do all the work. I do all the research. I find the best product for you. And boom, it's the easiest way. Like if you have to go online on somebody else's website, while it's really fun for the first 90 seconds, then it gets boring because there is 737 variations of the same thing you're looking at and you cannot tell the difference between them. And you don't know whether this supplier is better than that supplier and why it's pricing totally different on the same product. Well, I know all those things and I can do that quickly. That's so that's your think. double down for next year is to grow the design consultations and the promo items. We're growing design consultations, promo consultations. We're growing our product offering as well. So as I mentioned before, we added envelopes. We have another whole series of envelopes to add, like different sizes and stuff. So that is coming. We're also working on the next version of the website that is going to be coming out probably towards the end of next year. And that will be a completely different experience, way better, not only than what we have, but way better than anybody else offers. And why is it going to take so long? Why end of next year? So remember, I'm not a printing company. I'm a folder company. At least what I'm thinking inside, right? And for us to be able to offer all the options that we could do, there is no out-of-the-box system that can allow for that. Therefore, we have to build everything from scratch. And of course, we're a small company with limited resources. So now I cannot hire 57 developers to go edit and do it in three weeks. Yes, I got it. The next question and the last question is, what is your biggest challenge in your business right now? It may be not having the funds to hire developers, but it could be something else. So today, when we get off this interview, is there a challenge that's waiting for you that you still have to figure out? So the funds are definitely a challenge, but money is always a challenge and it's always a challenge for everybody, right? So technically, I would not use that as a challenge because it's almost like a cop-out. But at the end of the day, my mindset is probably the biggest challenge because mm. I believe that as an entrepreneur, right, your business could not outgrow you. So therefore, the more I grow, the more my business grows. So the challenge is to grow me quicker, <laughs> if that makes sense. And how are you doing that? How will you plan to do that? So how do I do that? I read a lot of books and I've been doing that for decades. So that helps me grow and expand my worldview. Obviously, I'm an EO. So mm -hmm. through EO, I'm exposed to a lot of speakers. To My forum helps me quite a bit because sometimes I do have blind spots and they help expose those so I can learn. Once again, I have amazing people who work here. I learn from them also. And really, that's pretty much covers it. Vladimir talked about his dreams as a young man in the former Soviet Union, how he saw a white space opportunity that became his now thriving company, and how he's gearing up to scale and grow again next year. For more information, go to the show notes where you're listening to this podcast. Want to know more about me? Go to my website, officialnatashamiller.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you loved the show. If you did, please subscribe. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please leave a review where you're listening to this podcast now. 
I'm Natasha Miller, and you've been listening to Fascinating Entrepreneurs. 